What's up, everyone? It's the Love, the Jam, the podcast coming to you, as always, with Rob. How you doing, Rob? I am doing pretty well. Uh, the game last night wasn't great, but it was honestly mostly competitive. I don't, I don't think I was really expecting much more than, than what they got, so... That was fine, and the rest of the NBA playoffs have been fun so far. There haven't been any super memorable games, but it's been enjoyable, so I'm doing okay. Yeah, we could have been in the Nuggets and the Blazers, man. That's all I can think about. (laughs) That's all I can think about. But it's okay. It's fine. We'll learn with this matchup, right? That's what I'm telling myself. And the Clippers (laughs) lost 121-104 to to the Golden State Warriors yesterday from the timing of this podcast and what was a pretty close game throughout the Clippers even won the fourth quarter the Clippers were in the game really for the whole game for the most part and of course it's just like you always think the the Warriors just have a couple of runs where they separate themselves and it happens in the blink of an eye particularly in that end of that second quarter where the Clippers kind of got a little bit unraveled I felt put the distance between this game also in the third uh, when the Clippers came back and cut it to, I want to say, six or seven, they they cut it pretty close for, for a minute. But you never really felt like the Warriors were going to lose this game, unfortunately. But the Clippers did keep it competitive. Shea Gilders-Alexander debuted with 18 points, uh, five boards, three blocks, three threes, only six for 16 from the field. But I think we needed him to take those shots. Mm-hmm. Gallo was 15, had 15 points on four of 14. Lou and Trez were both fantastic. First players in NBA history, I think I read, since stats have been, like, recorded to both score 25-plus in a playoff game. That's amazing. Lou went to had 25 on 11-21. Trez was just completely dominant on the pick-and-roll and in the postgame. Uh, 26 points, five boards, two steals, two blocks, 11-15 from the field. Yeah, they were they were really, really good. Um, and that's really the team. Shamit didn't really show up. He had he had three points. The Warriors really stressed the importance of shutting him down, which already says something about his game. Patrick Beverly uh, only had three points, but had some uh, still had seven assists, seven boards. Still super active. Guarded Kevin yeah. Durant primarily, even though they did that thing just like they did with LeBron, where they had Beverly kind of act as the defender, but they just doubled him whenever they could. Um, Zubat was kind of non-existent, but I think he was kind of nerves probably played a part in Zubat and Shamit kind of not playing very well, which made Shea's game all the more remarkable. What are your first few takeaways from this game, Rob? I mean, I actually thought the Clippers played pretty well, especially defensively. I thought they came in with a really good strategy, which is mm-hmm. strategy we all thought it would be, which is they left Draymond Green and, and DeMarcus Cousins open for three. When those guys got the ball in the post, they... Um, let them play one-on-one, maybe with like a shade of help. Uh, as soon as Durant caught the ball in the post, really, or anywhere within the three-point line, they would send another defender his way to help out Beverly. And they did their best tracking Clay and Steph across screens. I thought they did a really good job on Clay, actually. Um, you know, Lou Williams, I thought, actually played pretty good defense for him, which is that I didn't really see him do much, but I also didn't notice him being picked apart, mm-hmm. uh, which is the mark of a good Lou Williams defensive game. Shamit, I thought, did good work on defense, at least, on Clay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Shea got a bit untracked on Steph, but it's Steph, and he was, mm-hmm. even for Steph, he was kind of in his bag yesterday. I mean, it wasn't a remarkable Steph performance, but it was still 
a pretty damn good one. And, you know, when he's shooting like that, you just you have to you have to take it. I mean, he had a couple bananas three-pointers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's Steph Curry. So I thought their defense was actually quite good, which makes it a little worrying that the Warriors still scored 121 points. But I thought the offense was definitely the problem issue. Outside of Lou and Trez, as you said, really nobody got going. I mean, Shea scored 18, but it was not easy for him. He had to take 16 shots. He had some, you know, blocked shots. Uh, he was really – a lot of his shots were the ones that the Warriors wanted him to take. And then Gallo had a couple – he had three threes, I believe. But outside of that, he could not do anything on his drives to the basket. Iggy and Draymond were all over him and, and KD – and their size and length really prevented him from getting clean looks off. Uh, they were able to keep him in front. They didn't bite on his pump fakes outside of once or twice. So it was tough sledding for him. I still thought he played okay for most of the game. But in, in the third and fourth quarter, I thought he forced some shots, which was kind of annoying. Um, but, I mean, he still had a few threes. And really, outside of those four, there was no offense being generated whatsoever. Um, you know, Patrick Beverly, I thought, played decently. But as you said, they need more scoring from him. As good as his rebounding and passing and energy and all that kind of stuff is, he's a starting guard on a team that is going up against the Warriors. They need more than three points from him. Uh, Zubats, I thought, was dreadful in his first quarter stint. Just absolutely mm-hmm. awful. He made blew a couple rotations on defense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On offense, there were two different times when guys threw him the ball and they weren't necessarily like the best passes or, you know, they weren't setting them up right in the line of to score, but they were passes he should have been aware of and caught. And I think he either fumbled them or just wasn't looking and let them go right through his hands. It was really bad. Doc was screaming at him more than I think I've seen him scream at anybody since uh, some of the early months with Shea when there were times where he got really upset with him. And then in the second half, I thought his stint was a little bit better, but it still wasn't great. Um, Shamit, I actually thought played fine. He just couldn't get open. Uh, and in the second half, when he did get open, he was clearly a bit fearful of the Warriors coming up behind him because he rushed some of his shots. So I thought they just did a great job on him. I and mean, Clay, mostly Clay, but uh, KD too, I think, worked on him a little bit. They really shut him down. So I think offensively, that's where they need to work. They need to get easier looks for Gallo and Shamit, particularly. Like those guys need to get. But also, I think they just need to take more threes. Like, as good as Trez and Lou were, almost all their points are scored in the paint, and the Clippers just really aren't going to win exchanging twos for threes. And that's what they need to work on. And also their composure. As you said, I mean, the game was really lost in that, like, two-minute stretch to end the second quarter. Mm-hmm. They were only down, like, three points, and then the words went on, like, a 12-2 to two run or something, and it was 13, and they cut it to – single digits again but it was never really within doubt after that stretch and it was all because of fouls Lou thought he got fouled twice I thought they were both fouls they weren't like blatantly obvious but I thought they should have been called and the Warriors got a couple calls on the other end and the Clippers lost their shit and you know Lou forced a shot and they had two technicals and then their defense faltered for a little bit and all of a sudden the Warriors were up Uh, you know 15 I think before the Clippers scored another bucket so they need to not do that um you know against the Warriors which is a team with far superior talent they need to keep themselves composed and annoy the Warriors and yesterday I thought the Warriors were very unannoyed I mean Kevin Durant got thrown out but it looked like he was 
having fun. He and Pat Beverly both said they were having fun. It wasn't like malicious or anything. And the Warriors just outside of maybe some foul trouble for Cousins just did not look irritated at all. It was the Clippers who looked more irritated throughout the game. Yeah, man, we could have beaten the Blazers, man. Anyways, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I pretty much agree with you. I think there was a play specifically where Doc just lost his shit with Zubat. That was when um, Draymond had an open dunk where Zubat should have rotated over from Cousins, who was on the perimeter, and Doc really ripped into him, and you could see it. And he did that a couple of times, and Zubat's just, he's young, and he needs to learn these rotations better, but I feel like we've been saying this his whole half season. I don't want to be like well I think he'll be better in the future I do think he will be but you got to make some of those rotations man the the Clippers have a very clear scheme and he needs to kind of keep up with the program his hands are almost I almost feel bad talking about his hands and missing these passes he has a bunch of like torn ligaments in his fingers yeah Um, but still it's 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 just going to make him more and more unplayable and he's a good defender I think he's shown that he can play good defense so it's it can be frustrating he's been a He's probably been the Clippers' most frustrating player the second half of the season. Um, like you said, I think we do need we need to take more threes, hit more threes. Shamit had what was one for four. Beverly was one for four. One for four on good looks too for Beverly. Yeah, really. Yeah. just couldn't get loose. It's tough. They they really care about shutting him down. Um, I think Draymond even made an, the JJ Reddick comparison yesterday too mm-hmm. about how uh, Doc is just running the same place for Shamit and shutting him down kind of messes with their flow. And he's right. It's um, pretty incredible how quickly Shaman has become a fixture of this team. I want to also mention this in contrast to Jerome Robinson, who came into the game to close the game and was terrible in three minutes. I was. Like, I mean, I, I don't really care about that. Like, it was, <laughs> I do. I care time. about it. He's so bad. <laughs> I, I'm I'm a known Robinson skeptic, as we've gone over on this pod. But I mean, it was it was like two minutes in garbage time. I mean, I would have liked to have seen him do something, but it's. I wasn't really upset with it's, it. it. It's obviously not that big of a deal. Just hoping that Chadwick can get – we're going to need a good Chadwick game to win a yeah. game in the series. I so agree. so hopefully he can get loose. But it was mostly encouraging because I, I don't feel like the Clippers played particularly well, but they were in the game because of Lou and Trez's dominance. So I don't think the Clippers will win a game in Golden State. But this next game, you know, this will be – Probably be I would be game. fine with a fairly similar game. I hope they do better, obviously. But, I mean, this game was competitive through most of the fourth quarter. And really, I mean, that's honestly better than I was kind of expecting for the Golden State games and better than I think a lot of people were expecting. Like, as long as these games are mostly competitive and fun to watch and the young guys are learning, like, I'm fine with it. You know, obviously a win would be great. A really close game, like... <laughs> where it really does come down to the wire instead of just being kind of competitive would be even better. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I really don't think they're going to win tomorrow. If, if there's actually going to be a blowout in the series, I think it'll be tomorrow. Yeah. Cause I think the Warriors might put some adjustments on the Lutra's pick and roll. So they'll have to see if, you know, I completely agree that they need a good Shamit and a good Gallo game in order to win a game, the series. And I think, the most likely avenue for that is just a game at home where they get hot from three and the crowd, you know, is able to get them going. So I'm not, I mean, I was skeptical about the game yesterday and I think the Clippers largely did about as well as I could have expected, but I am, I'm a little worried for tomorrow. I think tomorrow could be be a blowout. Yeah. And um, Mark Jackson, who's terribly really 
who's generally pretty terrible at everything, everything he does outside of actually playing basketball, mentioned yesterday about trapping Lou Williams. I've always felt the way to stop the Clippers bench is to trap Lou Williams early. And that kind of worries me considering how well Lou did. You can't play him one-on-one. He'll just eat you up, especially that bench. So I'm kind of worried they're eventually going to just trap him hard, and that might take away a lot of the Clippers' offense with him on the floor. <sighs> we'll see. Um, I think in the second half, Doc went to a nine-man rotation. He cut out Wilson Chandler, and I hope he keeps doing that. But he actually brought Shea and Shamit back in early. I'd like to see Shamit leave first and then come back in with the bench because I think the solution to trapping – Lou is you have Trez mm-hmm. has gotten better at mm-hmm. playmaking the short role. You get the ball to him. Mm-hmm. And if you have shooters, Summit, Green, yeah. and Temple, yeah, you know you can space the floor. And I mean Temple needs to hit his threes because I like him. He played. I thought he played great. He played well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean he had two corner threes in that third quarter. Yeah. The, the end of the third quarter is the other stretch where the Clippers lost a lot of ground. And he had two fairly good looks from the corner, which he missed. And, like, he needs to make those shots. Like, he brings a lot of other stuff to the table. But, yeah, like, especially if they trap Lou and they are able to generate open threes for him or Green, probably not Shamit. Um, you know, those guys need to step up and make them. Yep. Yep, yep. That would be a pretty good move to do. Um, yeah, really, Trez and Lou were both – Pretty great. I don't think we have much to say about that. One of my friends who loves the Warriors was like drooling over Trez and how good he was. And <laughs> while that's appreciated, I mean, they still have, <laughs> you know, four of the best players in the league. Um, not five. Cousins was really bad yesterday. He's I, he, the he's, best chance to win a game in the series is if Kerr keeps playing him like 20, 25. Yeah, just give him 10 fouls. Like, I don't mind him staying in the game as long as possible. He was really bad. He didn't. I don't know, man. I don't know who's going to sign DeMarcus Cousins, but whoever does, it's going to be screwed. He's he's not. I think I think he'll have better games offensively in this series. Definitely. I mean, I think I'm sure he will, but he's but, still. I mean, defensively, he's, so he's, he's a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lou completely embarrassed him a few times, and he's just. I don't know. I'm just DeMarcus Cousins has always been one of my least favorite players in the league, just for how he talks all the time, and compared to his actual effort on the floor. As soon as anything goes wrong, he loses his cool. That combined with Draymond Green already, who's a great player, played really well yesterday. He was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, he's also frustrating as far as just watching in general. Two guys who can understand why you hate them. But Draymond was great yesterday, but Iggy you don't really destroyed the Clippers on defense. Yeah. Like, and, which I is think to be expected. best chance for a win is either a lot of Cousins minutes or a game where, like, Iggy and Draymond are just like, eh, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we this have a bag and they just don't try as hard on defense but you know the warrior guards are one reason why this is such a tough matchup for the clippers but the biggest matchup reason is that gallinari is just screwed all the time he can't like get he can't get shots on durant he can't get shots on iggy he can't get shots on anybody they just have the best defenders for him and it's rough it's really tough for gallo um, cause he's had such a great season. Gosh, I wish he would have had Denver or Portland, but it's yeah. really tough. For, it's really tough for him. This is a really tough end for, for Gallo's season. I think he'll have one really good game. I mean, mm-hmm. he had some shots. I think he, he just, did. He's, he's a really smart player. I think he'll adjust. Mm-hmm. They were, 
giving him just enough room to make him think he could shoot, um, but close enough that they could close out. And I think he'll be able to adjust a little bit. I think maybe in game three, he'll be able to shake loose for a big game. I think game three is, if there's a game the Clippers are going to win, it's either game three because they legit come and win it at home court, or it's game four when the Warriors are already up 3-0 and they take the foot off the gas a little. But whatever it is, I mean, they need Gallo to shake loose. I thought, again, for the most part, I thought his defense was very good. I thought, um, you know, he mostly played well. He just could not get the shots to drop. And, yeah, I mean, they just have three really good defenders to throw at him. And KD isn't always a good defender, but he's a very good match for Gallo. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, Iggy was a monster on defense. Him and Draymond just – when they were in the game together, the Clippers just were not getting open looks. Except for Shea, who, you know, was able to get to his mid-range spots and rise yeah. up over over Steph and even Clay a couple times. So Yeah, Shea can get to his spots. We're going to need him to keep staying aggressive, keep taking 16-plus shots yeah. a game. Even if he goes 6 or 16, it's fine. They're, you know, they kind of – he can get his shots, so and that's a really important thing in the series. The defensive schemes, I mean, so to start the game, they had Zubat guarding Cousins, they had Gallo guarding Green, they had Pat, uh, Beverly guarding Durant, they had Shea guarding Curry, and they had uh, Shamit guarding Clay. Is that pretty much what you expect? What you think is the smart way to start these games off? I think I think they might start that way, but I think at some point soon-ish, I think Beverly is going to be switched onto Steph. Um, mm-hmm. I actually thought Shea was mostly fine. I thought he had some nice contests. He didn't have a lot of bad fouls, which is always, you know, a struggle in playing the Warriors. But, I mean, he just is not strong enough to push through all these. It's hard, man. Yeah. And, like, you know, it's tough. There are not many defenders who can, if any, really, who could stay with Steph Curry on or off the ball. Like, he's one of the best offensive players in NBA history. But I think they're going to try Beverly at some point. Um, I would probably do it sooner than later just to see what kind of a look it gives. The question then becomes, do you put Shea on KD? Do you put him on Draymond and put Gallo on KD? My preference would be to put Gallo on KD. And, you know, if he picks up a foul or two, then, you know, I would just leave him in. You have to leave Gallo in. Uh, I was thinking maybe of putting Shea on Draymond. You know, if they force the ball to Draymond on offense, you live with that. And I think... He can help off Draymond, and he's already probably the Clippers' like best, one of their better help defenders, just because of his length and instincts. So I think that could be a good match. I just Beverly on KD was fun, but I don't know how really effective it was. And yeah, I mean Steph just ran wild, so I expect Beverly to get in there. Um, the other thought I had was switching up the starting lineup. So this would, again, I don't think this would be game two, but if Zubots is just as ineffective in game two, I wonder if they might switch up the starting lineup. Um, I'm not sure who they put in there. There are, there are several options. You could start Trez. Uh, you could start Green. I was actually thinking maybe of starting Temple for defense hmm. and having Gallo at center, but that would be really, really undersized. So yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. But I just – I don't know if this is the series for Zubots. Um, you know, he's the best Cousins counter they have. But in a series where they want Cousins on the floor because they can roast him on the other end, I think Kerr is going to play less of him, which means I think Zubats is less important. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, Cousins is really bad. So, um, aside from that, I mean, 
they didn't really play that great, funny enough. Green had a good game for him, um, offensively especially. But Durant was pretty quiet. Clay was pretty quiet. Um, Curry was fantastic. 38-15 boards, seven assists. Yeah. Um, thought their bench had some timely shots, specifically Looney. Looney had a couple of fadeaway jumpers in the first quarter that were, that were, that yeah. were good. Um, and Iguodala was just another solid game. Eight, six, and six. Three blocks, two steals. What a menace. He's just, His defense is so good, yeah. He's, he's still such a nice player. And, and I thought he was kind of falling off this year, but he was really good yesterday. So, I mean, I don't really know what else to really say about this game. There was a, the Clippers did well. They, they stayed in the game aside from a couple of Warrior runs, and the game was never completely gone. Steph Curry, the Stars had to come back into the game. And, and, yeah, that was uh, good. I like that, that they, they made – her bring the starters back in on the fourth. That was cool. Yeah. So, uh, gosh, it's just there's just such a matchup terror. It's awful. Gosh. Yeah. I mean, they're. Yeah, it's just not great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, totally I don't think any team wanted to play the Warriors, but like, I don't think the Thunder or Blazers or really most of the West teams are that much better than the Clippers. But mm-hmm. a lot of them would be better matchups for the Warriors. Um, just because they have guys that they can exploit a little bit more. And the Clippers just – I mean, their best matchup advantage is Shea. And it's just – as good as Shea is, it's really tough to rely on a rookie point guard. Yeah. Really good, but not necessarily, like, a great score either to lead a series against the Warriors. Like, he's their best matchup guy. He can get a shot off the easiest. And, you know, he can exploit multiple of the Warriors' defenders. So, I mean – if he really got going, they could throw Iggy on him, and I, I don't think he'd get anywhere against Iguodala. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's it's just tough. And when they're locked in and trying defensively, they're still so good on that end. And that's that's the crux of it. Like, Steph is an underrated defender. Clay, Iggy, and Draymond are all, you know, maybe not quite all defense. I mean, Draymond is, but Clay and, and Iggy are pretty close to all defense-level guys. And we have those three, Durant, who's solid, Curry, who's solid. I mean, they're just – they're the best defensive team in the league when I think they actually try. Yeah. In LA when when uh when Shea busted Curry like three times in a row in that one blowout game, I think they put Durant on him afterwards. And that was the end of that, you know. <laughs> Durant is really intimidating for a guard. Yeah. Uh, I don't so. know if he's actually that good a defender, but he's just so huge, it's mm-hmm. tough for smaller players to do much against him. Mm-hmm. Unless they're really quick. Like like Kemba Walker or like you know, some of the other, like, very premier scoring guards, I think, can get it going against him because they can blow by him. But I, the Clippers don't really have anybody like that except maybe Lou. Uh, and Lou, four years ago, probably better than Lou now. But Yeah. Uh, I can't stop just thinking about what could have been with that stupid Laker loss. But <laughs> It's just so annoying. I, I, just, I just need to get over it. I, I have to yeah, give it's, them... it's really I have to... tough. To give Laker fans kudos, they did somehow stick in the Clippers psyche, even though they were so bad all season. Caruso, man, <laughs> that was—it's just unbelievable. The the um, the further we get away from that game, like the more surreal it seems that <sighs> Alex Caruso dropped like thirty-two points, was hitting off the dribble threes, and the Clippers were just like, "Yep, we're gonna take this. <laughs> we're gonna take this L right now and, and drop from sixth to eighth. And yeah, it was. I mean, all these West teams look beatable. I mean, we haven't seen the Rockets or Jazz play yet, and I think those are probably the second and third best teams 
the yeah, I, I think I think the Rockets and the Jazz actually, for that for that matter, would have both busted us. Yeah. So in in fairness, if we would have somehow like fallen into those matchups, I think we would have maybe would have gone five. It would have um, still been better than the Warriors. Anything would be better than the Warriors. Yeah, really. The Warriors are so good. If the Clippers can somehow stretch this to six, what a massive accomplishment it would be. They won't. I just I don't see it. I think game one was I think encouraging for people who think they can win a game. Mm-hmm. I predicted a sweep in our explanation yeah. roundtable, and I still would not bet against it. But I think there were encouraging signs there for them to win a game. If they can win two, I mean, I would be blown away. Like, yeah, absolutely blown away. Unless the Warriors get injured or something, which I don't count. You know, if Steph pulls up lame, like, you know, like, or, or Draymond or something. They're Honestly, still, like, they still sweep us. It doesn't even matter. I, they beat us yeah. in They'd still sweep us. I hate, I hate all this positivity towards the Warriors. You know, the Warriors are kind of just an incredible story. They were just this awful franchise for decades and decades, and now they're the best team in the league. It's almost encouraging for the Clippers, who are kind of trying to do the same kind of thing that the Warriors did. So, yeah, it was, a, it was, a, it was an encouraging game, but however encouraging a 17-point loss can be, the Warriors are going to win the title this year. They're super good. DeMarcus Cousins I'm very curious to see if the Rockets beat the Jazz because I don't. I think they will, but I don't, I'm very curious to see the Rockets Warriors Part Two because Harden. The Rockets I think are worse than last year, but Harden is even better. And I mean, I think if Kerr plays Cousins at all, he's going to get destroyed. Like, yeah, absolutely. If Trez can do a lot of damage against Cousins. Like Harden and Chris Paul and Capella will annihilate him. Um, right. I mean, I think Kerr would be pretty quick to adjust, but. That's something to watch for. I still I, – we haven't seen the Bucks yet. I think the Bucks are a monstrous team. But, you know, the East the East is not looking great. I think Toronto will still win their series. Um, but, I mean, yeah. Let's hope, the, let's hope the Magic can sweep the, the Raptors. That'd be nice. Yeah, good news on the Kawhi Leonard watch, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, Kawhi watch. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't – I still think the Raptors are going to win that series. I, I don't know if you watched that, but they just missed, like – 20 wide open threes. Oh, uh, no, I, I did it. I just saw the very end where DJ Augustine just beat them, which is yeah, crazy. Was, yeah. I mean... Kyle Lowry had zero points? That's insane. Yeah. It was, there were some very weird games yesterday. I mean, former Clippers in the Sixers game just laid an absolute egg. Ugh. Harris was non-existent. JJ was atrocious. Ugh. And Mike Scott was pretty invisible. And Boban played well, I guess, but... Um, yeah, it was not great. That wasn't great to watch. The Clippers, you know, played well, but eh. and then you know Kawhi Leonard yeah. is the other thing. We just you know we got to keep an eye on. But yeah, JJ Redick disappearing in the first round isn't unbeknownst to Clippers fans. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but uh, this was tough, man. This is just a tough draw, especially when I see the Nuggets lose. It's just it's just really tough. I almost feel like I I don't know. It's tough. The Clippers really could have. They could have really taken it to another team. I don't think they would have won a series, but a competitive first round would have been really cool. And it's not going to be against the Warriors. So I think I think that's really all I have to say about this game. <laughs> yeah, and actually I put up questions, but I don't think anybody was on Twitter. Well, there are people on Twitter, but they're all watching the Thunder Blazers game, which is close at the end of the fourth quarter. Yeah, it's a fun game. And or talking about the Masters and Tiger Woods, which is something I just could not give a shit about. Yeah, I don't really care about it. I'm happy for Tiger, but at the same time, I'm like, uh, you know. I just hate golf. I loathe it as a sport. Um, 
So I it really just, I can't care. Uh, okay. But yeah, I, we actually don't have any Twitter questions. I don't really have too much else to say. Um, check out some of the articles up on Clips Nation today. There's one that we had a guest contributor for, uh, actually from the Lakers blog, Silver Screen Roll. He did some talk with Sam Cassell about um, his experience winning an NBA championship as a rookie and how he's mm. passing some of that along to Shea and Landry. And then another piece from Farbod about um, the Clippers' young guys and how the Clippers still have faith in them. So some there's some stuff up. And, of course, a really long piece from Chris Merch on a uh, regular season storyline. So, yeah, check those out. I personally – I really don't have too much to say about this game that I didn't just say in the podcast. Um, I'm probably not going to write anything about it in particular. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, game two is tomorrow at 7.30 on TNT. I don't know who we're going to get for that game. Um, hopefully they're better than the Jackson Van Gundy. Oh, so bad. Of nightmare. Yeah. I think, I think uh, Breen actually apologized in the second quarter for robbing us of Ralph Waller. And he said he felt almost sorry for us. Absolutely you should. We have to listen to this garbage instead of Ralph Waller. Yeah. Uh, uh, game two and three, he will be available because the Clippers will be on TNT. Uh, so, so Fox Sports Prime Ticket will air. Um, but game four, actually, if it's three Oh, um, game four is also on ABC. So just a note that that game will also not be available for Ralph Waller. So the last chance you might get to hear Ralph Waller live is game three. I will be watching at home. I'm not going to the game. Uh, I want to hear Ralph a final time, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Very depressing. I can't even imagine the Clippers without Ralph. There's going to be a lot more to be said about Ralph Lawler when the season ends, but I, I don't even – I feel like I'm kind of in denial that he's not going to be calling games next year. <laughs> I don't know what a Clipper game is without Ralph Lawler, like legitimately. It, it, I can't compute a three-pointer without bingo, you know? Like it doesn't make any sense to me. I think I mentally say it as we hit threes. I even think- when the even when I the other team has a guy they get will follow a lot of the Lawler-isms. Oh, yeah, I hope so. I hope so. But I don't I don't feel like um what's the what's the radio guy we have? I'm forgetting his name. Seaman. I don't think Seaman does that, does he? I never listen to the games on the radio. I think he might do bingo. I don't think he does anything else, but uh-huh. I'm not sure. I, mean, I like other... the I, I like the uh, Agua Caliente guy saying downtown Ontario whenever they hit threes. Oh yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. I just I've watched a few G League games and I just I wish I cared more. Um, I don't, yeah. I mean, the, the basketball is, you know, it's pretty good. Like, the, those guys are all very good. I mean, it's better, way better than college. But Absolutely. But, yeah, I just – I can't find myself really tuning into those games. Day man, day the day Blazers day. aren't that good, man. We could have been in them. Ah. <laughs> and the Thunder aren't that good either. With no. He's brilliant. Oh, man. Oh, gosh. Yeah, just watching other Western Conference games disgusts me. Like, the Nuggets yeah. completely fell apart to the Spurs yesterday. It's just uh, – Rockets and Jazz should be good, and I can watch that and just enjoy them because the Clippers would have gotten destroyed against either of them as well. Yeah. So, but, yeah, the Rockets – I'm going to pretend that the, we would have played the Rockets. Because if the, if the Rockets would have beaten the Thunder, then we would have played them. I yes, and then yeah. we, it would have been – I think they could have won one game. I would have picked Rockets in five in that, but – yeah, I honestly don't know if I can watch Blazers Thunder or Nuggets Spurs. Like, it just makes me angry. So, <sighs> Anyways, the Clippers uh, will be really good next year. 
Fingers crossed. Kawhi watch. Yeah. Hashtag Kawhi. Kawhi. Hashtag Kawhi watch. Hashtag Shea watch. Seventy five percent from the line for the playoffs. Um, I think that'll do it for this episode of Love the Gem, the podcast. We might be back after the next game sometime, probably the day after, to talk a little bit about that. Hopefully, the Clippers can make it a little bit closer, just play as well as they did, and just hit some more shots, um, and maybe even steal one. Who knows? For me and Rob, uh, that'll pretty much do it for this episode. As always, go Clippers! Go Clippers!